Morning everyone, this is Bishop Ferran speaking to you. I'm amongst the trees at Christmas. This Christmas is very different, but here in Virginia, the church is surrounded by trees which have been donated by members of the local community. I'm standing here and I can see the Virginia branch of the Mothers Union on this side and uh, Billis National School. There are also trees given by people like the Pergola Nurseries and the Virginia Credit Union. We've lost so much at Christmas, this Christmas, and yet the sense of community, the sense of family is still very strong, and we have something to celebrate. And it is my hope and prayer as you gather together safely with your family at Christmas and as we move into the new year, that our lives may be filled with the Christmas hope and life of Christ. Enjoy these services, they are for you and they celebrate the true meaning of Christmas and the season of Epiphany. God bless. service this morning, the first Sunday of Christmas. May the light and peace of Jesus Christ, our Lord, be with you. At Christmas time we delight again to hear the story of the journey to Bethlehem the song of the angels, the surprise of the shepherds, and their joy as they found Jesus in the manger. Therefore, let us hear again from Holy Scripture the tale of the loving purposes of God from the first days until the glorious redemption brought us by this holy child. And let us make this house of prayer act with our carols of praise. And so we're going to join and sing our first hymn, Come and Join the Celebration. Thank you. 
to say sorry to God uh, for the things that we've gotten wrong uh, and done wrong in this past little while. And so the words you need to follow along you will see on the screen in front of you. Christ came in humility to share our lives, forgive our pride. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Christ came with good news for all people, forgive us for not sharing it. Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. Christ came in love to a world of suffering, forgive our blindness. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. May the God of all healing and forgiveness draw us to himself and cleanse us from all our sins, that we may behold the glory of his Son, the Word made flesh, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. taken from Ephesians chapter 1 beginning at verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with 
his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood for the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. And he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ, to be put into effect when the times will have reached their fulfillment, to bring all things in heaven and on earth together under one head, even Christ. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. In order that we, who were the first to hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. Let's declare together, respond in faith to the Bible reading. As we say together, beginning, there is no other God. There is no other God, nor ever was, nor will be, then God the Father, unbegotten, without beginning, from whom is all beginning, the Lord of the universe, as we have been taught, and his Son, Jesus Christ, whom we declare to have always been with the Father, spiritually and ineffably begotten by the Father, before the beginning of the world, before all beginning. And by him are made all things, visible and invisible. He was made man, and having defeated death, was received into heaven by the Father. And he hath given him all power over all names, in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. And every tongue shall confess to him that Jesus Christ is Lord and God, in whom we believe, and whose advent we expect soon to be, judge of the living and of the dead, who will render to every man according to his deeds. And he has poured forth upon us abundantly the Holy Spirit, the gift and pledge of immortality, who makes those who believe and obey sons of God and joint heirs with Christ. And him do we confess and adore, one God in the Trinity of the Holy Name. Amen. Crackers and turkeys and puddings and cream Toys in the window that I've never seen This is the Christmas that everyone sees But Christmas means more to me It's somebody's birthday I won't forget As I open the things that I get I remember the inn and this table so bare And Jesus who once lay there Everyone's out shopping late every night For candles and presents and Christmas tree lights This is the Christmas that everyone sees But Christmas means more to me It's somebody's birthday I won't forget 
As I open the things that I get, I'll remember the inn and the stable so bare, and Jesus who once lay there. Christmas morning, the start of the day, there's presents to open and new games to play. This is the Christmas that everyone sees, but Christmas means more to me. It's somebody's birthday I won't forget. As I open the things that I get, I'll remember the inn and the stable so bare, and Jesus who once lay there. I'll remember the inn and the stable so bare, and Jesus who once lay there. Welcome everybody to um, our reflection for today. Let me start by opening with a word of prayer. Father God, open your word to our hearts and our hearts to your word and give us grace to receive it, to understand it and to obey it. For the glory of Christ our Lord. Amen. 2020 has been a year of many disappointments brought about by this worldwide pandemic we are in. It has disrupted our lives in a great way. As we start a new year, we should be feeling hopeful and excited about the future. Instead, we are deflated and exhausted. We wonder how our plans will be affected this year. We may be nervous about making any plans at all. In today's epistle reading, the Apostle Paul directs our thoughts on God's glorious and perfect plan, a plan that will never be interrupted, a plan that we can place our confidence in. This plan is the plan of God for his people. God's great big plan is described in verse 9 of our reading. And he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to the pleasure of his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times will have reached their fulfillment, to bring all things in heaven and on earth together under one head, even Christ. The plan, according to St. Paul, is that, is that God is bringing everything under the rule of Christ. History and time is moving in the direction of Christ, where the whole universe will worship him. Something that might evade our attention about Paul's description of God's plan is how excited he is. The, the original text of verses 3 to 14 is one long, unstoppable sentence without any full stops or commas. And as Paul shares God's glorious and perfect plan with his hearers, it comes out in a flood of praise to God. Paul is moved deep in his heart as he thinks about God's plan. And in verse 3 to 14, he wants the Ephesian church to see four important features of this great and glorious plan. Firstly, God's plan has that it, that it has its origins in eternity. Any good plan needs to start somewhere. And this is, how, this is how it is with God's plan as well. Paul says, for he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. God's plan is conceived in eternity. It isn't some afterthought or plan B. It is the plan that he always wanted to bring about. And these eternal origins means that 
the eternal God is behind this plan. See, the God that Paul is praising is the creator God, the one who sustains the universe, the one who is sovereign, powerful, and all-knowing. He's the one that stands behind this glorious and this perfect plan. But who is this plan for? As Paul's excitement builds, describing God's glorious and perfect plan, what emerges is that the Ephesian church are intimately involved in this plan. God's plan is to restore us into a relationship with him again. And this is true whether you were in Ephesus in Paul's time or in Ireland today. Because he says that in love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ. The goal of God's plan is to bring everything under the reign of Christ. But here we see that it has already begun. And it has begun when God adopted us into his family. This happened from a human perspective when the truth in God's word, as Paul says in verse 14, was awakened in us when we understood the gospel that he was preaching. But also, this great truth is described from a divine perspective. Our adoption is brought about by God's forward planning. He elected us and he chose us. This isn't to say that we are mere robots who had no choice in the matter, but that God was at work in us long before we were even born, long before we even thought of him. Some people find this aspect of God's plan controversial. Far from being so, it is a truth that assures us that God is sovereign in all that he does in his world, including our salvation. Being part of God's family doesn't rest on us, but it rests on him. And we might well ask ourselves, how is this all possible? Well, this is why Paul wants to see how this, uh, that our adoption came about through, through his son, the Lord Jesus. God's plan is accomplished through Jesus. Paul wants us to see this in, in, in this passage. One of the striking features of verses 3 to 14 is the number of times Paul tells us that all that we have received is in Christ or in him. Our adoption couldn't, be, couldn't happen if Christ didn't do what he did. And what did he do? Well, in verse 7 we read that in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. See, it is in him that our forgiveness is secured when Jesus died on the cross for our sins, where God showed great mercy and kindness to us. And over Christmas, we saw how integral Jesus is in God's plan when the angel announced to Joseph that, that Jesus will be the one that will save people from their sins. So we can have confidence in God's plan because of Jesus. He was born and he lived on earth and crucially, he obediently went to the cross to secure our forgiveness, to secure our relationship with God. And he was raised to life in glory. And that's how we can have confidence as adopted children. But why is God doing this? Well, at the start of the reading, we are told that Paul um, begins his letter or in verse three, that Paul says that, um, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms, he says. And as we dwell on those blessings we have in Christ, it is truly overwhelming. 
God hasn't held anything back for his for his children because he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ. And it will do our souls good to reflect on these amazing blessings that we have been given on our own. So we go back to our homes to to, to read over these verses again and to reflect on what those blessings are. Yet we could also think, because God has blessed us in this way, that we are the supreme focus of God's plan. Now Paul has already said that Christ is the focus. It is through him that we are blessed. But he wants us to see that ultimately God's plan is to bring him praise and to bring him glory. Even Jesus knew this in his life as he faced the cross. Remember his prayer that he prayed to his father, yet not as I will, but as you will. Jesus understood that it was about God's glory and his honour. And so he says so about us as well. In love he predestined us to be adopted in accordance with his pleasure and his will to the praise of his glorious grace. And verse 12, in order that we might be for the praise of his glory. John Stott, the Christian writer and thinker, sums up this part of God's plan as this. Everything that we have and are in Christ becomes, both comes and ends with his glory. For this is where everything begins and ends. And so as I close, three questions for us to reflect on from today's reading. Firstly, are you rejoicing? Are you bursting and rejoicing in the ex- with excitement at what God is doing? His great plan has been shown to us. It isn't hidden. We have, we have been given the full picture of what God is doing and it should fill our hearts with deep joy and thanks. We may not be excited about, about the start of this new year, but if we are believers, we have the greatest reason to be excited and thankful and joyful over. And that is in God's glorious and perfect plan that amazingly includes us if we are his family today. I wonder what excites you most about what Paul has said about God's plan. Are you rejoicing? Secondly, are you living in the reality of Ephesians 1? 2020 has been a year where we have looked reality in the face with this virus. It's been a serious year. Serious so much so that we have taken drastic action. We have we, we, we stayed home. We have not met with people. We've worn masks. But a far greater reality should also be in our view. And that reality is a one day that every knee will bow to Christ. All of creation will come under the rule of Christ. That is God's plan. And I wonder whether we forget this reality sometimes too easily or too conveniently. And Paul is at pains to remind the Ephesian Christians with joy of this, but also of its implications of the need for unity and not divisions, of the urgency for godly living and of standing firm till the end. And for us, it isn't a whole lot different. What might the reality of Christ's return look like for us this year? There might be a greater attention to to living holy lives. There might be a deeper commitment to unity with others in, in the church. What might this reality mean for us as a church? Perhaps an urgency to proclaim Christ and a commitment to um, demonstrate 
in every way in our churches God's glorious purposes and plans. Are you living in the reality of Ephesians 1? And, and lastly, have you responded? Have you responded to all that Paul has said? There is every reason to, to, to think that the letter, when it was first read to the church, that not everybody was on board with what Paul said. There might have been some people in, 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 in the church in Ephesus who, who were sceptical or doubtful over Jesus Christ. There might have been some who were sitting on the sidelines and, and just mere onlookers. Yet Paul shows us that this great plan of God requires our response. It is a response to believe and to turn to Christ, as he said. Just as the believers there responded so Paul calls on us to respond um, to him. If we have not done so already, God invites you today to do so. In the year that we've all been through, it makes every difference to have Christ in our lives, to have his spirit in us, to assure us of his love and to strengthen us in difficult times. Have you responded by faith? I don't know what 2021 will bring for us and what plans you might have but I know I can have certainty and confidence today and each day in God's glorious and perfect plan a plan that is born in eternity that amazingly involves his church a plan that is achieved through his son and which he does for his pleasure and his glory and may this God's perfect and glorious plan be the reason for our joy our hope and our confidence this year. Let us pray. Loving God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we praise you for, our, for your glorious and perfect plan of blessing us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. We thank you that you have adopted us into your family. We thank you that you have redeemed us by the costly death of your Son. And we thank you that for your saving work in your sovereign plan long before we were born. Father, we ask that your glorious and perfect plan will be the sure and certain ground that we stand on in 2021. And that the coming of your Son at the end of time will influence us today, here and now, to live for your praise and your glory and to proclaim your Son. We ask this not for ourselves, but for the glory of your name. Amen.
Christ by highest heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord. Late in time behold Him come, offspring of a virgin's womb. Veiled in flesh the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity. Pleased is man with man to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace, hail the Son of Righteousness. Life and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings. Mild he lays his glory by, born that man no more may die. Born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Let us pray to our incarnate Lord, who has brought us out of darkness and into his own marvellous light. Christ born for us, Son of God given for us. Help us to know you, to worship and to serve you. Christmas child, bring in your light and your love. Wonderful counsellor, you order all things with your wisdom. Help the church to reveal the mystery of your love and fill her with the spirit of truth. Christmas child, bring in your light and your love. Mighty God, the government is on your shoulders. Guide the leaders of the nations and bring in your kingdom of justice and righteousness. Christmas child, bring in your light and your love. Let's join together in those words, the Christian family prayer as we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We're going to continue in prayer and we'll be praying uh, about the year we've had and for our parishes and for any in particular need at the moment. When I say, Lord, in your mercy, please would you respond with, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, you have brought us safely through another year. You are always faithful, and we thank you for helping us through so many different things, whether it's been a tough year, as it has for many, or a joyful year, even among the difficulties, or a mixture of both. You were there even in times when we wandered and went astray. There was nowhere we could go that was beyond your care and compassion. 
You are so good and we are so grateful. We trust and believe that your love and your kindness will be our theme in the year ahead. We entrust the future to you and we do it with joy and with confidence. We do it with the sure hope that you already know each step that we will take and that you'll be with us to direct each one of them. Whatever may come in the year ahead, we pray that you would glorify yourself through us in times of joy or sadness, in times of security or trial, in times of peace or temptation. Make yourself known and make yourself great through us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. A prayer based on Romans chapter 12. Heavenly Father, you are so kind to us. We pray that we would always remember your kindness and mercy, so that in the year ahead we would offer our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to you. Please help us not to be conformed to the pattern of this world, but to be transformed by the renewal of our minds, so that we may know your will and do what is good and acceptable in your sight. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. A prayer for our parishes. Almighty God, we ask you to bless our parishes. Forgive us our many and grievous sins. Please draw us nearer to yourself and cause true religion to increase and abound among us. Please prosper the reading and preaching of your word. And we pray that our 2021 Bible reading plan will help us. Please give patience to the sick and afflicted and make their sufferings a blessing to them. Please visit with favour your our school and all who teach or learn there. We pray for a good number to join us in the year ahead in the enrolment. And please make us grow in the grace and in the knowledge of you and of your dear Son, whom to know is life eternal. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. In a moment of quiet, any who are known to us who are suffering at this time, Heavenly Father, please relieve these people. Look upon them with the eyes of your mercy. Please give them comfort and sure confidence in you. Defend them from the danger of the enemy. Keep them in perpetual peace and safety. And whatever you ordain for them, give them grace to be so conformed to your will that they may be ready to dwell with you in life everlasting. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And the collect for this Sunday. Almighty God, who wonderfully created us in your own image and yet more wonderfully restored us through your Son, Jesus Christ, grant that as he came to share in our humanity, so we may share in the life of his divinity, who is alive and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We close our prayers by joining together in the fourth collect for morning prayer. Together we pray. Heavenly Father, in whom we live and move and have our being, we humbly pray that your Holy Spirit may so guide and govern us that in all the cares and occupations of our daily life, we may never forget your presence, but may remember that we are always walking in your sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hi. So Larry and I would like to wish you a very happy new year. So we're now in 2021. And... Uh, Lots of people at the beginning of a new year come up with resolutions. A resolution is something that we're trying to aim to do. 
So, Lara, you came up with one, didn't you? <laughs> it was particularly apt when I found him the other day. Uh, when I came down in the morning, he was fast asleep with his head in a celebrations tub of sweets. <laughs> Uh, which was only full of wrappers at that point and Larry was covered in chocolate. <laughs> so Larry's New Year's resolution is to eat less chocolate. <laughs> and lots of people have resolutions like that. They might decide they're going to eat less chocolate, they're going to eat healthier, they might decide they're going to take, try and take a bit more exercise. <laughs> uh, but one of the things as Christians is, as we begin a new year, is to actually think about our relationship with God. And maybe to make some new resolutions uh, and aims how our relationship with him is going. So, for instance, you might like to decide that you're going to spend some time with God every day. Ah! Uh, and spend time talking to him in prayer and to read the Bible. Uh, and learn more about him and build up that relationship that we have with him. <laughs> but, it's really good at the beginning of New Year to also remember, God has a long-term promise to us even better than a resolution because I suspect Larry's resolution will very quickly disappear. Right, Larry? Because you really do love chocolate. And I suspect the next time he sees any chocolate, he'll be away eating it anyway. And with us, sometimes we make resolutions and promises and they soon go by the wayside. But with God, God promises that he is always there. And he never has broken his promise. He's always there with us. No matter what's going on, he promises to be there with us. So as we begin a new year, 2021, let's remember no matter what our resolutions might be and how we might fail in them, God doesn't fail us. God is faithful and he is always there with us no matter what's going on. So we, Larry and I wish you a happy new year uh, and we'll say bye. And remember that God is always with us. Greetings from all the girls and officers in Manahampton Girls Brigade, Ireland. A message of hope this Christmas to all the girls and leaders in our Girls Brigade family around the world. Jesus is the light of our Christmas, the joy of our hearts, and the hope of the world. May God bless you all this Christmas as we shine the light of hope. In every soul, some brightly burning, some dark and cold, there is a spirit who brings a fire. Ignites a candle and makes his own. So carry your candle, run to the darkness, seek out the hopeless, confused and Was born at Christmas time.
I am sure of one thing, God's by my side, yeah. When I'm feeling lonely, and I start to worry, I know God, you're near me, and you're always by my side, yeah. And I can lift my hands up to you. I can raise my voice and sing You are who I put all hope in I will trust you in welcome this tiny baby into the world at this Christmas time we know he's not a tiny baby in a manger all the time he is the mighty God he is the eternal father he is the Prince of Peace he is the wonderful counselor and he is with us Emmanuel he is the light in the darkness and so as we leave 2020, a very hard year, we look forward to 2021, placing our trust in Jesus, in the one who turns the chaos into calm. As we've praised, as we've prayed, as we've heard God's word, as we've discovered more of who God is and what he has done for us in this first service of a new year. Let us pray for ourselves in the coming year. O oh Lord, as the years change, may we find rest in your eternal changelessness. Help us to meet this new year bravely in the faith that while life changes all around us, you're always the same, guiding us with your wisdom and protecting us with your love through our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. And we finish by praying for one another, joining together in saying the grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.